Time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ooh, a Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to Season 3, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends and neighbors of Monster Movie Fun Time Go. What? Season 3? Our seasons do not have a set length. We're just kind of doing them by era right now. <laughs> because we're now starting the Millennium Era. So Season 1 hey. was like 80 episodes. Season two was only 67. Season three might be even shorter, or it might just be the rest of the show until it ends for <laughs> years. Who knows? <laughs> but we are beginning the what is known as the Millennium Era of Godzilla bow, movies bow, 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 bow. Godzilla 2000 Millennium, also known simply as Godzilla 2000. I hey. am one of your hosts... Precious D. And I am the other one of your hosts, Honey B. Welcome, season three. Yes, as I said, Happy New Year, New Year, New Season. It's still early enough in the year to say Happy New Year, I think. <laughs> what 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 is your uh this is kinda like just because we're talking about it. What is your favorite uh era of Godzilla movie Showa, Heisei, Millennium? Well, this was my favorite Godzilla movie until oh, shit. a few weeks ago. Until oh my god, I know. Until Godzilla minus one, Honeybee finally saw oh. Godzilla minus one. Tell us about it. I, oh my fucking god, you guys! If you have not seen Godzilla minus one, go freaking watch it if you can. So it's still like out in yes. theaters in certain places. Well, so. I heard they were extending it to January 3rd, but they keep extending uh, it, and it's supposed to get re-released uh, in black and white, so I don't know exactly when that will be and how long that will run, but it keeps doing so well that they keep extending it, and it is now- Rightfully so. Best, it's now the highest selling Japanese movie in America, and- the uh, has made more money here than it has in Japan. It's incredible. It is so, fucking incredible. It's so good that the moment that it ended, I wish I could just start watching it again. I called <laughs> Precious and I was like freaking out. I'm like, if I could right now just restart it and watch it again, I would. It's so good it's so good i can't even I, I can't even 
I really like the people shit is good. The Godzilla shit is good. It's just, oh, it's so freaking good. (laughs) It's so good. It keeps getting nominated for stuff. I don't know if it'll be nominated for any uh, American awards, but who knows? Maybe they'll nominate it for best foreign film, which would be quite a thing for a Godzilla movie to get nominated for best foreign film. But I believe in Japan, the director's been nominated for whatever their big award is there and the movie. And I'm sure it's been nominated for effects awards and that kind of stuff. So there you go, folks. Uh, Before we get into Millennium, though, we've got some sad news. It's going to be a few weeks old by the time you hear it here. But I thought we had to mention it. Kenpachiro Satsuma, the suit actor for the Heisei period from 84 to 95, the suit actor Mm -hmm. for Godzilla. He passed away on December 16th at the age of 76 from pneumonia. He also played Pulgasari in that Korean film. So we just thought we should mention that little sad bit of kaiju news. Yeah, uh, definitely. We just finished his era of movies on this show. Yeah. So there you go. Seems like we've been losing a lot of those kind of Godzilla-related people this past year, which is the kind of thing you do on a New Year's show. You look back on the previous Mm -hmm. year, and it's been a little bit sad. It really has. You know, personally, fuck 2023 in the neck. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we did I don't know we how your guys' 2023 went. Yeah, there was definitely some good stuff. There's a duality to everything, but 2023 was just a really, really rough year for me personally. It's, and I uh, am excited that it is a new year and it's a new season and we're doing new things because it was tough. But it was, a, I think it was a good year for for the show, though. We got to go to G Fest and Kaiju Go and DamCon. We got to yeah, meet that, a lot of good people and make some connections. We definitely did. We had a lot of good content. For sure. Yeah. That's why I said personally. Yeah. <laughs> so, folks, if you want to support this show, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash MMFTG. Help us keep going through this new year. We will have all kinds of member-exclusive content for you coming up this year. Yeah, and we also started doing um, like requests. So please feel yes. free to subscribe and request a movie that you would like us to review, even if it is not related to this show. Kaiju News! Folks, I have some breaking kaiju news, news that had not come out yet when we recorded this episode, but I wanted to let you know as soon as I could. Kaiju Go, the Japanese monster film art and toy showcase, has announced their dates and locations and everything else for this year's show. It will be August 17th in a different location this year. It'll be at the historic Texas Theater in Dallas, Texas. The show will be from 3 o'clock to 11 o'clock but vip ticket holders get in an hour early the movies they will be showing this year are godzilla versus mechagodzilla and godzilla versus biolanti 
And the VIP ticket holders will get to see a special Ultraman 66 special screening. And special guests are Mark and Max Nagata from Max Toy Company. And there will be lots of other vendors. Go to kaijugo.com to keep up to date with any new information about the show. And of course, Honeybee and myself will be there. So if you see us, come up and say hello and take a picture. When it gets closer to the date, we'll have somebody from Kaiju Go come on the show and talk about it. Probably it will be Jay. So we can all look forward to that. Honeybee and I have got our tickets already, and we can't wait. And now, back to the rest of the show. Honeybee, what are your initial thoughts on Godzilla 2000? Um, well, you know, I'm going to say I was a little underwhelmed with Godzilla's opponent until like the last 20 minutes of the movie. But other than that, it was great. Uh, I just was like, man, this kind of, this kind of lame a little bit. But then in the last 20 minutes, it was like, uh, level up. And it like, you know, transforms into this crazy ass, amazing ass kaiju. So then I was like, okay, cool. So yeah, my initial thoughts were like, well, this is a little bit lame. Oh, also, I want to say this Godzilla design like, have you heard that sound bit where it's like, damn, boy, that's a thick-ass boy. That <laughs> is, this Godzilla is, like, really thick. Like, he's got a thick-ass neck. He's just a big dude. Um, not so much like, you know, I mean, he's not, like, the biggest Godzilla that we've seen or that we're, like, ever, probably that we've seen so far. But I just mean, like, his design. He's just so bulky. He has a really thick neck and, like, really wide hips. And he was just... He was a thick boy. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I actually, um, I really liked the people in this one. I really loved our little like trio, you know? Yeah. Um, and even though, I don't know if the little girl kind of counts as a ponchi because she's really, really responsible. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, but I just loved them. I loved the three of them. And I, I mean, the movie was great. I really liked the movie. I just was kind of like, man, this opponent is kind of lame, especially because it was like mostly, uh, what is the word, like animated, I guess, you know? Uh, there was some CGI in it, but it was still mostly suit stuff. Yeah, it just kind of sucked. Like the, the 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 bad guy, basically, was what I'm talking about. Yes. And um, okay. yeah, but, but then at the CGI. yeah, he was mostly CGI. But then at the end. You know, when he, like, turns into an actual, like, ah, oh, in, the, in the end fight, I was like, oh, shit, okay, here we go. Here we go. This is what I came for. This is what the people want, you know? And so, yeah, I mean, those are my uh, initial thoughts, I would say. That's, okay, wait. Especially coming from 98 Godzilla, which was obviously very <laughs> different from this Godzilla. Like, very different. Um, cause it was nothing iguana like in this Godzilla. <laughs> but that is the reason this Godzilla got made. Yeah. Which, really which I love. Okay. Yeah. We, yeah, we got a, we got a reaction. Yeah. For sure. Toho said, all right, all right, give that back. We're gonna. Yeah. All right, you little done. bitches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hold, 
Homosaki. Yeah. <laughs> I saw this in the theaters. It might be one of the reasons. I mean, I think it's a good movie anyway, but I think one reason it was my favorite is because I got to see it in the theater. Uh, I don't know when the last Godzilla movie before this had an American release, but there wouldn't be another one until Shin Godzilla in 2016. Damn. And so that was really uh, a lot of fun at the time. Getting a, a, Apart from Godzilla 98, I think this is the first time I got to see a Godzilla movie in the theater. So that was very exciting. Did you watch the English uh, dub? Unfortunately, I did. Yeah, because as much as I do like the uh, Godzilla, what did they call them? Action Network? Not Action Network, but the prediction. Godzilla Prediction Network. As much as I like them, I like them a lot better in Japanese because the dub voices are a little annoying. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I will always choose sub over dub, always, no matter what it is, whether it's Godzilla or an anime or anything. I just prefer, I just prefer sub. Yeah. Now, this was released by TriStar, so that was, I guess, as part of their deal, they still got distribution rights. Uh, Let's take a look at the cast. We have Yuji Shinoda, played by Takehiro Murata and dubbed by Francois Chow. Francois. Yuki Ichinose, played by Naomi Nishida and dubbed by Denise Ikitani. Mutsuo... Katagiri, played by Hiroshi Abe and dubbed by Ron Yuan. Shiro Miyasaka, played by Shiro Sano and dubbed by Jack Ong. Io Shinoda, played by Mayu Suzuki and dubbed by Rachel Crane. General Takada, played by Takeo Nakahara and dubbed by Jim Ishida. Godzilla is played by Tsutomo Kitagawa, who will continue to play him through the Millennium series. And Orga nice. was played by Makoto Ito. So it looks to me like there are a lot of Asian people doing the dubbing, although these look like, some of them look like Chinese names to me. Some of them are Japanese names. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah. I don't know if that's just a coincidence or if they purposely chose Asian voice actors. So that is our cast. I have a plot summary here from Wikipedia. Thank you, Wikipedia. Any any uh, budget on this one? Oh, uh, let me see. Yeah, let's uh, let's see. The directed by Takeo Okawara and 107 minutes, one billion yen. And the box office was 1.65 billion yen in Japan and 12.9 million dollars in the United States. Hey. So, I guess that's pretty decent. And then they did follow it up pretty quickly with Godzilla vs. Megaguirus. So it did well enough but- for them to keep going. None of the movies, correct me if I'm wrong, but none of the movies in the Millennium uh, era are, like, connected, right? Two of them are, but most of them do this thing that we've started seeing in a lot of franchises these days, where they ignore all the other sequels and Uh only acknowledge the original film. Although I didn't see anything in this movie that explicitly 
contradicts any of the sequels. They just don't acknowledge them. Mm. Nor does it really uh, acknowledge the original that much because some of them will do flashbacks to the original. Right. Okay, so Godzilla against Mechagodzilla and Godzilla Tokyo SOS are directly connected. Okay. But each of the All right. each of the other ones, because that also has Mechagodzilla in it, each of the other ones ignores any other movies except for the original. Damn. So you don't get a big buildup of convoluted stuff. I also wondered how you felt about uh, Godzilla glowing pink in this movie, because I know we talked about in the trailer for Godzilla Kong New Empire yeah. that he glows a little pink. And whenever I watched this, I was like, oh, shit. Okay, so maybe <laughs> that's not the first time we've seen that. This is. Yeah. And then you saying that yeah. this was your favorite Godzilla movie. I was wondering how that was like, how that connected for you. I had just forgotten about it until I saw it again, that he was a different color. And when I saw it at the time, I probably didn't even think about it because I hadn't been watching a whole bunch of Godzilla movies, mm. all, you know, all in a row. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. And I have no idea why they made that choice and why they've made it in this new movie coming up. But it is a little, a little weird. It makes it seem more like he's breathing fire rather than this atomic energy. Mm-hmm. It makes it more like a traditional dragon yeah and they make his breath weapons red so i don't know i guess i don't have a strong feeling about it i just when i saw it in the new movie i thought it was a little weird mm-hmm. but when yeah when i first saw this one i didn't have any thoughts about it all right let's jump into this plot thank you wikipedia thank you godzilla is a literal force of nature to japan the godzilla prediction network gpn functions independently to study the monster and predicts its landfalls. I love these guys, but I don't know why the government wasn't doing this. <laughs> it seems like a big enough threat and a big enough job that there should be a government agency for that, or it be part of the weather service or something. They just seem to be on a shoestring budget. They seem more like UFO nuts who are studying something that's not real rather than, you know, Godzilla... <laughs> in this world is objectively real and objectively a threat and there ought to be a lot more resources rather than just sort of a subscription based amateur <laughs> ran by a 10 year old <laughs> yeah maybe maybe he just hasn't been showing up that much I mean it, it it's unclear because this is a sequel to the original film it's unclear how active he's been over this time so maybe people started to forget about him I don't know none of that is explained Meanwhile, the scientists of the crisis control of of crisis control intelligence, which is a government agency, find a 60 million year old unidentified flying object deep in the Japan Trench. Well, when they find it, it's just a yeah, it's a ocean object. <laughs> unidentified big ass rock sitting in the water yeah. object. Yeah. As CCI attempts to raise the UFO to steady it, it takes off into the sky on its own. See, it should have left it alone, guys. Godzilla mm-hmm. arrives in a village and then battles the Japan self-defense forces, now equipped with power okay. full metal Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Yeah. Shit. Hold yeah. Skip okay. so much. Uh, when... <laughs> When um, we see, like, our main characters in the beginning and they go through that tunnel yeah. and, like, kind of run into yeah. Godzilla, 
oh it's yeah. so sick like he looks so good and when he like breathes on the windshield i was like ooh, like goosebump moment and especially yeah. like the angle that you're getting him is just like straight on it's so good there's so many good angles in this movie like there's another part where i i don't know if it's like a missile or um, i think that's what it is a missile's like shooting towards godzilla and we kind of the camera kind of like is directly behind that missile but like just follows it very quickly oh it's so sick we get so many cool angles especially when he's like far away destroying shit i really thought just like so many good godzilla moments where we get to see kind of like his silhouette very like classic just nostalgic him crushing shit it just looks so good i really really loved his design in this movie especially coming from zilla like i did really appreciate 98 but then to go back to go to this where it's different but it's still more like the original godzilla that we know it was just so good i really really loved his his design in this movie uh yes i agree with all that (laughs) Oh, we should say the GPN is uh, a father and daughter team, Yuji Shinoda and uh, Io Shinoda. And they have mm-hmm. this reporter woman with them who the daughter has zero respect for. Yeah, kind uh, of both of Yuki, them at first. It? Yeah, it's Yuki. Right. But, they kind of both have no respect for her at first. They're like yeah. so rude, like so calling they, her an idiot and shit. Yeah. So Yuki's trying to get some good. Uh, photographs of Godzilla and uh, thinks she has some but she's too close and the radiation has ruined the film and then when she goes out with them later they make her they take her out once to be nice but if she's going to be hanging out all the time they make her join the the network and pay a membership fee yeah and she kind of doesn't like like them either she's yeah she does say at one point when her boss is like go go again like go get another picture of these suck she's like oh god i have to ride with this freak show and he's like quit bitching and complaining and she's like oh they're such a pain in the ass like they really at first <laughs> kind of clash and don't like each other which i think really right. makes the character building throughout the movie so good because they end up being so close and kind of like loving each other you know and it's just so good i really love the people in this one if this were an American film, this would have developed into a romance, but being a Japanese film, it goes nowhere. Yeah, well, be, I wouldn't say nowhere. I no, just wouldn't say too bad. <laughs> there will be no smoochies. There will be no smoochies. Uh, but yeah, they end up uh, being more friendly in in, in any case. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, the whole thing with, the, you know, a father, daughter, and this woman, she would have kind of fallen in love with both of them they would have become a family and everything and no that doesn't happen well they do uh, kind of so, the, uh eo pretty much lies about her being the mom to get into a building at one point does that count <laughs> <No>. <laughs> damn it <laughs> uh so the uh self-defense force now has these powerful full metal missiles but the UFO appears searching for genetic information that only Godzilla possesses. Do we know this? I don't think we know that's what it's doing. It fights Godzilla. Not until, not until later. Driving the monster underwater and then lands to replenish its solar power. Yeah, it's Some so random. It's just like is... a rock. Yeah. 
Go ahead. It's just a rock Some kicking Godzilla's CGI ass. Is Godzilla, uh, Godzilla swimming underwater is CGI'd. But the rest of it, and I think that's the first time in a Japanese movie that we get CGI Godzilla. Also, there's times oh. when it looks like they've done CGI. Like the guy in the in the suit is real, but it looks like the water and the background are CGI. Mm. Like they, mm. like maybe they didn't make him get in a big old tank. Yeah, they just CGI the water around him. So I didn't care for it. It really jumped out. I mean, I didn't notice it at all when, when I first saw it, but it of course, yeah. This time, Yuji Shinoda, the founder of the GPN, discovers the secret to Godzilla's regenerative properties. Named Organizer G1 in the Japanese version, but Regenerator G1 in the North American release. But so has the UFO. It frees itself from the JSDF's attempts to contain it and heads for Shinjuku. After landing atop Tokyo Opera City Tower... Uh, also, Shinoda kind of realizes, at, like, when while this is happening, like, he kind of, or kind of before this is happening, that Godzilla is, you know taking out the power sources like he's he like goes directly to the power lines like he's taking out all of these sources of power and they're like what the hell you know like why it seems he's like it seems like he's going to our energy sources and i'm like oh shit and then it kind of like explains a little bit what the rock is doing and it's like so godzilla is knocking out power sources to save y'all's bitch asses basically (laughs) yeah now at some point the rocky surface breaks away and we see a shiny metal UFO underneath it that looks more like a, a proper spaceship. Yeah. So it lands on top of the Tokyo Opera City Tower and begins to drain all the files about Godzilla from Tokyo's master computers because, <laughs> as we all know from Independence Day, <laughs> UFOs are Windows compatible. What? <laughs> uh, as it begins to alter the oxygen content of the surrounding atmosphere, CCI attempts to destroy the UFO using explosive charges. But Shinoda, attempting to find out more about the aliens, is nearly caught in the blast. They're, they basically blow up the whole building trying to get at this UFO. He survives and joins his peers on a nearby rooftop watching the UFO. Almost in response, the UFO broadcasts its message of invasion and creating a new empire on Earth. And Shinoda reveals that the aliens are after the regenerative properties contained inside Godzilla's DNA so that they may use it to reform their bodies. So it's quite a coincidence that he discovered this right at the same time the aliens discovered it. Godzilla arrives and again battles the UFO. However, Godzilla is subdued by the UFO's assault, and the UFO absorbs some of Godzilla's DNA. Oh no! When the alien, which the aliens use to reform themselves outside the spaceship as the gigantic Millennium. Did they actually call it that? No, they didn't. No. And then I was reading something earlier where it called it something else that started with an O. I can't remember now, but I was like, okay. That's that's coming up. All right. Uh, however, the Millennium is unable to control Godzilla's genetic information in the DNA and mutates into a horrible monster called Orga. Orga. I don't remember anybody calling him that on screen either. Godzilla recovers and brings mm-hmm. down the FO before fighting Orga. But Orga, having absorbed the regenerative properties of Godzilla's DNA, is highly resistant to injury. 
Orga retaliates and extracts more of Godzilla's DNA in order to become a perfect clone. I don't, I don't think that's accurate. I wouldn't call it that. Well, I, well, Katagiri like yells out like, "Oh, he's!" Or I don't think it's Katagiri actually. I think it's somebody else. But they, he like yells out like, "Oh, he's he's trying to become a perfect clone of Godzilla." And I was like, "How the fuck do you know that?" Like that? How do you right. like? It does. It's just really... such a random ass thing. And then he never does actually do that. Like never becomes like the perfect clone. But I will say that Orga does look sick as fuck. Like he is. Yeah so cool he's a really really cool kaiju he kind of like has like just the gnarliest head and face and his claws like he's it's super super cool monster but never becomes a godzilla clone and i don't know how he got that information just from watching him like suck godzilla's energy out like i don't know and we should mention that these two guys uh shinoda and category they have some kind of past Mm mm-hmm and uh used to work used to work together and then shinoda left so i guess he he used to work for the cci and didn't like their methods or whatever and that's why he went and formed his own group and tells category you should come join the network so um and category does seem really shady the whole time he's a smoking trench coat kind of asshole yeah, one of my favorite moments between uh, Shinoda and Katagiri is when they like try they try to blow up that building, and you know Shinoda's in inside of the building, and he comes and he's and the guy's like, "Wait, hold on, there's still someone inside," and then he blows up the building anyway, and Shinoda comes out and just looks at him and he's like, "Nice try, asshole." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Godzilla so breaks funny. free and sets Orga ablaze with its atomic breath attack. But Orga reemerges and attempts to swallow Godzilla whole. Oh, God, this part, this part is crazy. Amazingly ridiculous. He just tries to do like a python shit on him, anaconda stuff, and just opens up his big old, like unhinges his jaw and starts trying to swallow Godzilla. And this is after he has like put like these weird... I don't even know what they are like whips and chains around Godzilla and like drug him through the city to try to get him closer to. I was like, <laughs> God damn. Uh, Orga begins to transform as Orga begins to transform. Godzilla charges a nuclear pulse and unleashes it, vaporizing Orga's entire upper body and killing it. Is this the first time? Yeah. Bitch. We kind of don't even get to see him do it because he's inside this dude's mouth <laughs> right we can only see the back side of him <laughs> right but i mean instead of just breathing his breath he does a whole full body pulse and i don't think we've seen him do that before but i, I don't do think, think so we see him do it again mitsuo kataguri head of cci dies when godzilla partially destroys the roof of the building where he okay where he shinoda and the authorities were observing the battle. So I love this part. I <laughs> love, love this part. Saying. I love I love how he, like, everyone's like, get away, get, and he just, like, pulls his cigarettes out of his pocket and, like, lights yes. one. Like, he's so such a on badass. The, they're all, well, he thinks he is, but we're all on, they're all on the roof. The battle's over. Godzilla's just standing there. And, and everybody's sort of huddling in the corner. And, uh, 
Kitagari, yeah, as you say, pulls out a cigarette and lights it and goes and tries to stare down Godzilla. And, and just screams. And he's like right at the edge. He's right at the edge of the roof. And Godzilla just goes, SWAT. <laughs> <laughs> and then he falls off the roof and dies. And then... <laughs> Okay, uh, those remaining on the roof reminisce on how Godzilla was wrought by human ambition, prompting Shinoda to suggest that Godzilla exists in us as Godzilla begins rampaging through Tokyo. So this is the... uh, I just love this part. The battle's over. They're acting like Godzilla is some kind of a good guy. But then he proceeds to just continue destroying the city. Burning everything with his atomic breath, as if to say, "You don't know me. You don't know me like that." I destroyed this guy for my own reasons, not for you. Here's a little fire to remember me by. Yeah, Just the whole speech. That he is a force. He's a force of nature, not a friend to children everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, the whole we produced him and ever since we've been trying to destroy him speech just really hits differently when the end of the movie ends with Godzilla just still destroying everything. (laughs) Godzilla is inside of all of us. The real treasure was the Godzilla we met along the way. (laughs) Oh, man. So good. So good. Love the the little trio of goofballs running around. I know. With all their equipment and shit. Uh, the bad guy's an asshole, but I liked him. Enjoyed watching him. Same, totally same. And I love how he, like how he died. It was it was such an epic death, especially like he's screaming at Godzilla. He's screaming Godzilla at Godzilla, and Godzilla's just like boink, <laughs> like just <laughs> death. Oh, it says here. So there were as was standard. There are two English dub versions. Toho did one for international release and then Sony did their own. And it says here that um, entirely redubbed by Asian American voice actors. So even those without the Asian sounding names were Asian American. ADR director Michael Schlesinger deliberately made this choice because he did not want the characters to sound like they were from Wisconsin. (laughs) (laughs) Only one line from the international version as long as the beer's cold, who cares, was used in the redub North American version. <laughs> so, uh, Sony spent approximately 300000 to acquire the film, around $1 million to re-edit and dub the movie in English, and under $10 million on prints and advertising. For doing so, TriStar hoped that the film would gross no worse than twelve to $15 million in North American theaters. Well, it did twelve point nine, so... Did just above what they were hoping for. <laughs> a win is so, a win. Uh, it's eight minutes shorter than the Japanese version. Most of them were minor edits to hasten the pasting, pacing, and the sound design was completely reworked, and they replaced Orga's roar. Hmm. Oh. All right, I'm not going to just read the whole Wikipedia article, but I thought that was interesting <laughs> that they purposely cast Asian American voice actors. That was a good good choice there. That was a good choice. I will say another thing about Godzilla's design in this movie. I feel like his tail was the real star of this movie. There were so many like tail swings in this movie. 
which I feel like is really, first of all, one of my favorite things about Godzilla is just like he kicks so much ass, but then he also has a whole tail that kicks ass as well. But he, um, even like when we're looking at him as at a forward angle, you could still see his tail behind him, like whipping back and forth, which was such a nice touch. And there were so many moments where he actually uses his tail, which of course he does in a lot of movies, but it was just really significant in this movie. Like he really, they really, just the movement is so good, so fluid. It's a little different than, you know, before we've seen like a guy in a suit with a tail. It's obviously like on a string of some sort, like whipping around. And it didn't seem like that. And this movie, it, set, it just seemed very fluid. And there was so much tail action. Another thing that I really loved about Godzilla in this movie <laughs> with Orga, what? Uh-huh. Why are you it's laughing? Tail action. Sound tail action. You said tail action. It sounded a little, <laughs> sounded a little naughty. <laughs> well, uh, it was it was amazing. And another thing that I really loved about this Godzilla specifically was when he is fighting Orga. There's so many points where, like, just the camera angles and how it's set, it really does look like he's just like, hey you get the fuck over here. You know what I mean? Like he's just like so ready to fight and it just looks like he, they, they don't have to say anything. They're just like, literally he just like calls him out. And then there's this point where at the end of the fight, Godzilla just kind of like gets up and he's like, all right, I'm going to head out. You know, <laughs> like, there's just so much going on. And I feel like Godzilla, it was just so good. I, I really loved this Godzilla. So different, you know, coming from the 98 Godzilla, like I said earlier, but it, it obviously was like a, uh, okay, yeah, let, let's take this back and, and show you what it really is and what it's supposed to be. It doesn't make me love 98 any less. I still love 98 Godzilla, even though it is so different and the design is like, you know, huge iguana, but still very good. I love the design of this one and I love that they really went back to the classics, but still kind of made it, you know, different and modern enough and like did enough things. Like he's so teethy. His teeth are amazing in this. His eyes are so amazing in this. Like the suit is just so good. He's, it, I really loved Godzilla specifically in this movie. I kind of wish that Orgo would have been cooler faster than like going from rock to CGI spaceship um, but yeah, I thought it was amazing. I agree. What are you going to rate Godzilla 2000 Millennium? Um, man, I, I think I'm going to give it five stars. Me too. Five stars. Yeah. Five big fat glowing stars. Glowing red. Five big fat glowing <laughs> red stars. <laughs> Folks, send us a message. Tell us what you thought of Godzilla 2000. You can and if find... you haven't seen it, it's on Hulu, I think, right? Yeah. Do we say that? Uh, is it Hulu? I, th I, think, I, I thought it was Hulu. I don't know. Yeah, Probably. We watched it on We watched it on Voodoo. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it was. A, I don't think it is on Tubi or Pluto for some reason, even though a bunch of them are. Probably because it's TriStar, right? That might, oh, that no. might have something to do with it. What was Biolanti? Uh, was that Tri is, No, it, it was Miramax. It is definitely it is definitely on Hulu, included with your Hulu subscription. Nice. Or you can rent or buy it on all the other things. But yeah, it is not on Tubi or Pluto. So there you go, folks. Next week we will be talking about Kong the animated series. Cute. Even though it's called Godzilla 2000, it technically came out in December of 1999, which is pretty close to 2000. 
But well, it came out in America in two thousand. Kong the animated series is from two thousand. Ran for a couple of seasons. That is on either Tubi or Pluto. I watched it on YouTube. Oh, okay. Was it like official or did it look? Yeah, it was official. Amazing. It had it had its whole own uh like YouTube channel. It was like called oh, like okay. Kong the yeah, series. Well, it looks like it looks like it's on everything. So it's on Peacock and Tubi and Pluto and Prime and Freebie. So uh, it's on and on YouTube as well. So one of those things that everybody <laughs> has. So no excuse for not watching it. It's readily available. <laughs> you can find links to all of our stuff at mmftg.com. And you can support us if you care to at patreon.com slash mmftg. Thank you for listening. Please rate and review us on all your podcast platforms. Until next week, I have been Precious D. And I have been Honey Bee. Remember to keep calm and take shelter in basements. And please don't misuse science. We won't see you, but you will hear us next time on Monster Movie Funtime Go. You've been listening to Monster Movie Funtime Go. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is by the Texacato folk rock punk featuring Lita Lopez. You can support the show, find links to our social media, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash mmftg. Oh, no, no.